Hello. 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 Hey. Hey, what's up? Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, we would like to welcome you all to another episode, a special episode of the So Baseball podcast. We are joined by artist and musician Laura Barron, uh, direct from New York City. And um, as some of you know, Laura is responsible for all the artwork on our site and our podcast cover art. Um, uh, I've known Laura for many years and we're having her on today to talk about her artistic process, uh, baseball in general and life in New York in 2021. So how are you doing today? Hey, I'm okay today. Today's pretty great. Oh, good. How about you? Yeah, same. Um, taking it one day at a time. Um, Kind of keeping busy here, biding my time until we're allowed to go back out into the world. Um, yeah, I got my second dose on Friday. Hey, nice. We're we're yeah. a couple of weeks away. How are oh, the? Boy. Did you have any ill effects? The first shot, I had a really sore arm for yeah. several days, like down to my fingertips, bizarrely sore and achy. That's it. And then the second shot, like nothing. Like I really? felt great. I was ready to be laid up in bed, and I. And I wasn't. I am very grateful to say. So I had a great experience. And I got the Pfizer. Okay, nice. Um, we went Moderna and, you know, same thing. Sore arm the first time. A little bit kind of lethargic, but nothing nothing out of the ordinary. But uh, we're sort of preparing for the worst uh, for the second dose. Knock on wood. Um, Good to be prepared. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking the day off afterwards. Just to, just in case I don't feel like, you know, sitting at a desk all day. Good for you. Yeah. So how's everything else? Uh, life in New York sounds like it's uh, sort of spring is in bloom and optimism is possibly yeah. in the air. Yes, I thought about you and Wendy in your old place in Brooklyn because these cherry blossom trees, these pink oh, puffs yeah. are puffed up. And it really reminds me of that gorgeous, huge pink puff tree you had right outside your I know. Window. It's not, is and it time of year for that? I guess it is. It's like late, late April. Is. Yeah. This is, this is it. And, this is puff um, season. I know you get, you get blooms year round where you are. Now, we do. So we do. Great. So these are just like the special New York City joys of springtime. Yeah. Not a joy for people who have seasonal allergies. Like, like, <laughs> I know. I know. How's he doing? So he, He's hopped up on Zyrtec and he's Okay, great. good. Yeah, he's I just had to take a Benadryl. We also started taking this allergy defense. This is not an ad. This is not sponsored. <laughs> but, uh, it's like a tincture with turmeric and uh, mm. nettle leaf. And like I mix it into some sorbet for him every day. Like Ooh. he started a few weeks before allergy season. I think his allergy seems to be a little bit better this year. His eyes are not puffy. He's just has some congestion and dessert tech really helps. So like the years prior, it was super bad, but maybe okay. this is helping. Maybe he's growing out of it. Who knows? Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I know allergies change as you get older. I I've developed late, late in life allergies that I never had before with all this like hay fever and stuff, but uh, fun. 
I keep it under control with just a Benadryl here and there. Um, I don't take anything too heavy. Just a couple bennies. Just hit with a couple bennies. Our cat, on the <laughs> other hand, our cat, on the other hand, has still got his seasonal allergies. Did I tell you we had Pepe tested? No. Can't, we had him tested. It turns out he's allergic to humans. <laughs> I know. Human dander good. is one of his key allergies. Is that triggers. for real, though? Yeah. That's a real thing? Oh, it's a cat with thing. human allergies. Oh. I know. So oh, we tried no. to get him, like, um, this anti-serum, anti but that didn't agree with him. So now we're just going to ride with good old-fashioned, you know, get used to it kind of thing. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. So we... We spent through the nose for this serum that was going to slowly, you know, acclimate him to all of his various allergens, but he couldn't tolerate the actual serum. So no deal. Not going to take mm -hmm. any risks with our little guy. So, yeah, um, he's just going to have to be itchy sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, poor baby. You just pat him with the glove. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wendy, Laura said we should wear gloves when we pet him. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, the house is full of human dander, and there's nothing we can right. do about it because we live ah, here. Humans, we just shed everywhere, don't we? I know we're just shedding. He he vacuums and he vacuums, and you know it never it oh, never works. Baby. <laughs> baby. So, well, we've talked about vaccines, we've talked about allergies. I feel like we probably need to get around to the topic at hand. This <laughs> is a baseball pot, and. Um, I got an interesting text from your husband the other day that said, Leo is a Mets fan now. Oh, you heard about that? I was going to bring that up as my cool anecdote. Oh, well, let me hear it. My, my cool baseball thing. Is <laughs> Matt has been watching Red Sox games yeah. here and there. Like, And if Leo is around, like he's at an after-school program for three hours every afternoon even though he does like remote learning. Right. But if he's around and there's a game, um, he'll kind of be like, okay. Cause usually he'll, he'll just, he watches the TV. It's his TV. That's it. I don't get to watch <laughs> anything unless I like last year on mother's day, I was like, I want a TV in our bedroom for mother's day, please. Thank you. <laughs> Molly, Molly also did the same thing. Yeah. Friend Molly and she calls it the teacher's lounge. She's like, I need a teacher's lounge. Absolutely. Um, which is, which is what it feels like in a pandemic. So anyway, I watch my teacher's lounge, Leo, that's his TV. But sometimes when there's baseball, daddy will put it on. And he was talking to Leo about the, the teams. And he said, you know, I'm a Red Sox fan, but New York has two teams. They have the Yankees. They have the Mets. Uh, we explained how my father and my mom's father are like Yankee fans but like I don't really uh I root I go to the game and I root for everybody and I eat the snacks right back in the day when right they were doing that I guess people are still going but Matt is a his dad is like whoo Red Sox fan all the way Matt's a Red Sox fan and I know there's a rivalry because I do know some things <laughs> about baseball big rivalry big <laughs> rivalry about baseball so anyway, but Leo was listening to the different teams and he's like, I think I'm a Mets fan. And Matt like showed him the uniforms and like, oh, if you want to judge it on looks, here's like what the hat looks like. Yeah. And uh, but then on Sunday, one of Leo's friends, his dad is a Broadway singer and he was invited to sing 
during the seventh inning stretch nice. at the Mets game Ooh. on Sunday. And so now Leo's like, I'm a Mets fan. How are the Mets doing? Can we look at the score? <laughs> Did they win the game? Nice. So it's really wow. Cute. And Matt is very, Matt's very open and he's not pushing yeah. Red Sox on anybody. So there you Good. go. Um, well, that's that's wonderful. I'm I'm so happy for Leo that he has found his own path through uh, baseball fandom <laughs> and has decided not to choose sides in the Yankees Red Sox rivalry, but instead has gone to his <laughs> National League team hometown team, and uh, he's going to have his own brand of misery rooting for the Mets. But uh, at least you know when we look back, we can take this podcast in history and say, look. Your mother was on this podcast. She said you chose it yourself, so you've got no one else to blame. <laughs> and you know, wasn't isn't Jerry Seinfeld a Mets? He fan? is. Um, I don't know about Larry David, but Leo goes to this after-school program in Manhattan Plaza, which is a huge building for artists and actors, and uh, it's on Forty Third Street and Tenth Avenue, and that is the building that Larry David is rumored to have created Seinfeld in, like based Ooh. on living in that building and so i feel like there's a seinfeld connection absolutely to this as well which i guess there always should be i mean there's a seinfeld connection really to all of new york uh especially you know especially manhattan and uh, upper upper manhattan you just get such a seinfeld vibe up there but um you know la kind of has a weird seinfeld vibe too just because like Really? Well, it was filmed here, you know, and it's just like, uh, just like true, true. you think about like all those seasons where they're pretending to be in New York. They're actually like right here, <laughs> right here in Burbank, you know, like um, on the soundstage. So you kind of get that kind of yeah, New York transplant, so right. um, New York transplant vibe as you watch it, at least from living out here. Because that's what all that's of them cute, were. Yeah, that's your living. Yeah, it's more of a curb your enthusiasm vibe out here, I guess. <laughs> so, um, well, also here's another. Let's give um, let's give Leo some talking points for his new chosen team. Um, he probably okay. doesn't know that the Red Sox were. Um, the, the Red Sox had something called the Curse of the Bambino for seventy some years, or. 80 some years after they traded away Babe Ruth, they didn't win a world series for like 86 years. Um, And one year when they came really close to winning the world series was in 1986. Um, The Red Sox were up in game six in the last inning and a critical error cost the Red Sox the game uh, the ball rolled through a player's le- a player's legs, and the Red Sox lost the game and went on to lose the World Series, what would have been the final out of the World Series. Uh, and the Mets beat the Red Sox in the 1986 World Series. So Le- Leo hey. can always hold that over his father if he starts to if it if it <laughs> comes to it. We'll always have Game Six. In fact, there's a movie called Game Six. There's a whole. There's a whole story about that entire thing. So, um, directed by Robert Redford. Is it? No, I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> a number two talking point um, for Leo's edification is that 
um, the Mets were created so that New York City could have a National League team um, to replace the two that left um, a few years beforehand. The Dodgers and the Giants, Brooklyn Dodgers and New York Giants, both left New York in what I want to say is 57, 58. And were there any Yankees at that time? Um, the Yankees existed, of course, but they didn't okay. leave. Okay. Um, so they were the only New York team for a few years. But um, back then there was no interleague play. So like if you no National League teams uh, had a way to play in New York. So they were like missing out on a major market. Um, the National League just didn't play in New York for those years. So they uh, gave an expansion team. They, you know, they built they started building Shea Stadium in Queens and they, they decided um, for the colors of the Mets, they said, we're going to combine the blue of Brooklyn Dodgers with the orange of the New York Giants. Even though these colors look terrible together, we're just going to do it. And that's how they got the blue and orange of the Mets. And that's why it looks a little strange because um, the colors were chosen for this bizarre reason. I like yeah. that. I just learned something. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe next time you come on, we can have Leo on here and we can talk about how the season is going and maybe some of his favorite players on the Mets. That sounds great. I don't know if he's going to be really paying that close attention, <laughs> but who knows? Who knows how deep it will run? Uh, but I like the Mets colors. I think it's kind of cute. They're, they're contrasting colors on the they sure are. Blue and yeah, orange. artist artist and... knowledge coming through here. Come on, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is real artist knowledge that they really pop. They really pop. They do. They do. I mean, orange. There's not too many teams with orange, right? I don't know that. That I don't know. You got the Giants. But... You got the Astros, and then the Mets. I think. Oh, the yeah, Orioles. I see a lot yeah. of red and blue. So much red. Oh, okay. There's too much red. Come on. Too much red. Every time I see a hat that I want to get, I'm like, I I can't wear a red hat, so I can't get a hat for this team. Exactly. Uh Also, every time baseball comes on, I remind Leo, you know, only men can play this game. Ah! Women can't. Women can't play. Women aren't allowed to play. Just just so you know, that's when football comes on. When any sports are on, I just remind him. By the way, these sports they don't let women play. Just put that That out there. That is true, and that is sad. Are we allowed? Can we do that on your podcast? Can we give um, accountability? Of course, to this baseball? is what, this is why we're here. We and like, I I recognize that that is um, you know a major barrier. Um, are starting to come down in a small way. Um, Kim Ang uh, was hired as the GM, the general manager of the Marlins this year, so she's the first female GM in the history of baseball. There's a ton of now on-field and off-field trainers and coaches that are female. So um, women are making strides into Major League Baseball, although still not on the field of play as as a player. Um, I think barriers are being broken ever so slowly. So there's some yeah, that's good. There's some that's hope. Hopeful. Yeah, I mean they're doing better but than it's NFL. So slow and it's so sad. Just so sad. There's yeah. so much toxic masculinity wrapped into these massive sports that most people or masks or that follow these don't even care. It's like, who cares? It's a, it's a game for men. Who gives a shit? Right. But it does like, like, it's just one more exclusive thing about 
this country. Well, it's, every, it's everywhere. It's all baseball, right? There's no like, unless there's a like a woman's league or a femme league. Right. Well, for, you know, women are, are told at a certain age, uh, no more baseball for you. You're going over here to play softball, um, mm. which seems kind of arbitrary and punitive. Um, you know, I know that sports are, you know, divided up by gender, but uh, why, why not just women's baseball if, um, if women want to play baseball too? Is there no women's baseball? You know, um, I don't, I think just women who want to play baseball just come out and play on the men's team. Like uh, I, I was at a baseball practice last weekend and that team has two, two women on the team. So, you know. They they played high they played like high school softball but uh, they prefer baseball and they'd rather play that so there that's fun you're on a team well I don't know if I'm on the team I practiced with them um, we'll see if I make the cut uh, oh they have to like you have to like make the yeah cut. so right now I'm just like working out with them and uh, you're auditioning kind of yeah. <laughs> a lot of pressure but uh you know at my advanced age I won't be offended if they have to. I have to go with some of the younger folks. Um, I'll be happily to be the guy on the bench with the clipboard, you know, keeping score and telling people what to do. You know, I'll, I'll find a role. Virgo style. <laughs> I know, it's so yeah. true. I will find a so role good. on this team, whether it's, uh, you know, equipment manager, whatever it takes, you know, I, I'll be there. That's great. Yeah, it's Tyler's for the team. the love of the game. Oh, Tyler. That's yeah, fun. Tyler has that's been playing so with these guys. Tyler, I was out there with Tyler last weekend. He can hit, man. He was knocking some balls deep in the outfield. So can you. You can hit. Yeah, I've, seen I've lost. I've lost a step. Um, but, you know, these young. Come on, slugger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, okay. So we've touched on baseball. We've touched on New York and vaccines. What else is going on with you? Um in your world what's what's going on in your art, artistic world i am taking freelance jobs as they come in nice however i do not have a lot of time to work because i am now a teacher so supervising a, i have one child <laughs> and and it's a fucking job can i curse oh. yes oh, cursing is okay. permitted Fucking thank you. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a big job. And so I don't have much time, but right. I'm grateful that we're healthy and that I'm able to, you know, rely on the support of my husband for, you know, to like, you know, not work. But well, if people want to see your work there. and if people want to see your work and want to commission you, where can they find oh, you please. and where can they find oh. your your work and how can they get in touch with you? Come on, come on down and find me at laurabaron.com. Okay. L-A-U-R-A-B-A-R-A-N.com. Nice. And you still and got that Etsy shop up there? I got Etsy linked on the website. I got my socials, everything. Hit me on my socials. There we go. All right. That's Laura Barron, buddy. Check out her work as you, you see her her fine work on the cover of this podcast and practically everything I do out there in the visual world has Laura's artwork somewhere involved with it. So, um, but I really enjoy making artwork for you, Ross. 
but I know it's the best. I don't, I don't even want to do anything if it doesn't have your art on it. Cause it doesn't feel right. <laughs> it's really fun for me because you appreciate what I do so much. And there's so much enthusiasm and joy. Yeah. So thank well, you. if it wasn't good, um, I don't <laughs> know how much joy I would feel. You know what I mean? You kick me off. The I team. mean, when your kid brings home a drawing, you put it on the refrigerator but if it's not good, you take it down after a week. What I'm saying is your art is so good that I want to have it around all the time. Thanks, bro. <laughs> so is yours. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's not, I'm not a visual artist, but thank you. You're music. There we go. When you, there you go. I've, I've had like creative streaks like through sitting like, I get like super pent up. Like yesterday, Wendy made a pot of coffee at like noon and I drank a coffee much later than I usually do. And I was just like walking around the house with my guitar, not plugged in, just making up <laughs> random shit. Like yes. I'm like, Wendy, my head's going to explode. I'm, I, I was just that. like having like a manic creative episode. Oh man, those are great. Yeah. I'll take those any day in a pandemic of depression. Yeah. Those are great. Well, that's great. Subscribe, like, and subscribe this podcast. We just started a YouTube channel. Uh, there's no videos up there yet. Um, we're, we're still working on that. And of course, so-baseball.com, the website, which uh, is mostly fantasy baseball talk um, and some personal stories, but mostly, uh, you know, more strict baseball content. The podcast is where we get into the fields. I love it. I love you guys. Miss you. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, and I'll let you know when this is uh, up and listenable. Great. All right, Beige. Okay. Talk to you soon. Continue blessings for you. You too. All. Give my love to okay. Matt and Leo. I'll give my love to Wendy and the kitty. Okay. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Okay. okay bye. Bye.